What has come of our morality? As we face not only the atrocities of the 7th of October, but the world's response to the 7th of October, both in real life and on social media, the question comes, what does it mean to stand up for the truth? There is no better place to turn than the first pasuk of this week's parsha. The context of this week's parsha talks about the Rashkacha Pratis, again, is that Noah is living in a time where the world is filled with Hamas. Quite literally, the Torah says, By Yishaches Haaretz Lifnei Hamas. Now the earth was corrupt before Hashem and the earth became full of robbery. Pasuk Aleph opens up by telling us about one man, Noah, that lived in this time that had been engulfed with corruption a mere 10 generations after the story of Adam and Eve in last week's parasha, we are introduced to Noah. And the Torah tells us, Eile told us Noah, Noah ish sadik tamim haya bedairatav, et halakim his halach Noah. And these are the generations of Noah. Noah was a righteous man. He was perfect in his generation. Noah walked with Hashem. Now Rashi says something very interesting. He quotes an argument between Reish Lakish and Rabbi Yechonah. They were actually brother-in-laws. Um, it says that Reish Lakish in Bava Metziah, he was bathing in the Jordan River. They say that he was a he worked for gladiators at some point. He was in charge of many bandits. Rabbi Yechanan came and he was bathing and he sees Reish Lakish. Reish Lakish looks at him and he sees that he is such a strong man. Rabbi Yechanan looks at Rabbi, Rabbi Reish Lakish and sees that he's a very strong man. And he looks at him and he says, with this strength, you could be learning Tyra. And Reish Lakish looks at Rabbi Yechanan and said, with that beauty, you could have a career with women. And Rabbi Yechanan says, my beauty is also with my sister. My sister shares the beauty that I have. If you do Teshuvah, I will give you my daughter as a wife. And Reish Lakish transformed from being the head of bandits to being one of the greatest scholars in the Talmud. Him and Rabbi Yechanan were brother-in-laws, and not only were they very, very close and had many, many debates, they argue on this one specific word in the Torah that says, but now it's interesting that there is really no one else in the Torah that is called a tzaddik. The Rebbe explains that if you look at Avraham, Yitzchak, Yaakov, even Yosef, who we refer to as Yosef Atzadik, Maishravenu. There is no one else in the Torah that is called Atzadik. Yet, there is an argument. Reish Lakish says that Noah was an incredible Tzadik. He was be- above and beyond the regular person. Rabbi Yechanan says the opposite. He says, no. Sav, in his generation, he was incredible. But if he was, the Elohaya Bedarashal Avraham Lai Haya Nechshav Leklom. But if he would have lived 
in Avram's generation, he would have been considered leklom, like nothing. And the Rebbe asks a very obvious question. If we have a chance to turn Avraham, turn Noah, into such a great tzaddik, and the Torah talks about him as a tzaddik, as a great person, why are we taking the time to demoralize or sort of ruin his rep- reputation in a way this is a case of defamation? We say he was a great man, he's a tzaddik, the only man in the entire Tanakh that is considered a tzaddik, and yet... Rabbi Yochanan finds it important in Sanhedrin, and Rashi th- finds it important to bring in to the Pasuk, into the Rashi, for Rabban Chamesh Lamikra to say that he was actually, if he lived in any other generation, he would be considered Nechshav Leklop, like nothing. Why are we trying to demoralize Noah? Why did Noah did so, did so badly? Why, why does it bother us? So he was a great man. Why do we have to ruin his reputation over here? Let me explain something that I think is the most powerful lesson as we enter a world of moral depravity. We look around our world and we see that there are many people on our planet that see women, children, people of special needs that are murdered, mutilated, babies, women being raped, and the world seems to have a response to it. However, Nakba. However, 75 years ago, however, and they bring reasons for why this occurred. That is black and white, that it's confusing what is going on. They look at what's going on in Palestine, in Gaza, and my heart goes out to the innocent civilians. But people look at what's going on and they say, look what Israel has done to Gaza. What do they think we were going to? That we were going to sit there and watch them literally commit one of the worst crimes against humanity, against the Jewish people since 1945, since the Holocaust, and sit back and do nothing about it. And we get it. 25% of this world population is Muslim. And 0.2% of the population is Jewish. So I get it. I get it. I get it if you just want to say it's anti-Semitism, and that you don't want Jews to live in Israel. You don't want us to have a homeland. But what about those people that all of a sudden are confused? The people that Perhaps the story, they don't align perhaps with the Palestinian story, but find it difficult to find morality at this time. They, they're confused about what's going on. I find it confusing that you're confused, to be honest. If this happened to any other nation, when the Black Lives Matter movement happened, no one said, but if what? Everyone thought, everyone supported the African-American community and thought what the policeman had done to George Floyd was wrong. What happened between Russia and Ukraine, everyone put a flag up there and supported that what what Russia had done, the crimes committed against Ukraine was wrong. No one was bringing a history book of Ukraine 75 years ago. But here we see that all of a sudden the morality of the world is confusing. So too, in the era of Nayak. In the era of Nayak, to say that Nayak was a man that was so great on the level of Avraham, of course he saw the truth. But the only other story we find of Nayak, what prompts Rabbi Yechanan to demoralize and defamate the name of Noah? 
The only other story in the Tanakh that we hear of Noach is a story at the ends of the ends of the Pasha when Noach gets drunk and he behaves in a way that is perhaps immoral. But the way he behaves speaks to the regular person. We can understand what it means for someone to get drunk and behave in a certain way that is perhaps not the wisest decision. Noah speaks to the regular person. Noah was not someone that advocated for the people of his land. He wasn't a leader of the people of his generation. In the Haftarah, Yermia calls the waters of the flood May Noah because Noah did not do anything to really stand up for the people of his generation. He wasn't a spectacular tzaddik. He wasn't Avraham, Yitzhak, Yaakov, people that are on levels that perhaps we could never aspire to be. Noah was a regular man. He was a man with his own set of flaws. If he lived in a different generation, he would be a regular guy. He happened to live in a generation where every single person was acting immoral. And as a regular guy, he made the right choice. We live in a time where regular men and women in this society find it difficult to make the right choice. The fact that my friend who works in a really um, one of the top media conglomerates in America, the CEO reached out to her and said, can you please write a PR statement for us? It's confusing for us to stand with Israel right now. Hollywood is silent. It wasn't confusing during the Me Too movement with Harvey Weinstein. Right now, it seems confusing. I'm confused why you find it confusing. But now I'm no longer confused because I understand what Noah represents. Noah stands for the regular person who gets drunk sometimes, who makes mistakes sometimes. But what made Noah special and unique? That in an environment of such moral depravity, of an environment where it was Hamas, it was corrupt with robbery, corrupt with the way people treated each other, the way men and women treated each other. Noah was able to stand up and say, you know what? This is wrong. It was clear to him. He wasn't confused. And thus, the Torah calls him a tzaddik. We are not trying to defame Noah. If anything, Rabbi Yechanan raises Noah up to the regular person and it allows us to see ourselves within Noah. For the regular man, woman, child, the average person that believes in truth, that believes that what Hamas doing is wrong, that believes that murdering, pillaging people of special needs, raping women, taking people captive. I'm sorry that you are confused. But right now, we need Noahs. We need regular men, women, children to not listen to the garbage and the indoctrination of the world. It's, fun. it's hard. This girl came up on my Instagram. She's an influencer. She lives in Gaza and she's saying about her story and my heart goes out to her. She said, the Israelis are bombing us. 
she failed to speak about the fact that her people, her leaders, not to her own fault, but her leadership, her government, Hamas, are the ones that started this, that came into Israel, that planned for two years this ploy to murder every Jew in arm's way. And the world's confused. They need context. There's an influence on Instagram that everyone's hating on right now. The minute she started posting about Israel, she got so many death threats. And I always say, that's what it means to stand with Israel. It's unfortunate, but standing with Israel means that you're not going to be everyone's most popular Instagram influence. And she lost a lot of followers. And in her panic, she released a statement. And I understand it. She was struggling. I mean, it's hard for me to understand it because Israel is everything and that's the truth. But she's a good person. And in this time, she released a statement saying, I'm so sorry. I, 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 I'm sorry for what the Israeli government did. They were wrong. I need to go back and think about it. I support the Islamic jihadists, in other words. In that moment, she broke. When those death threats came coming in, pouring in by the hundred, she broke. A regular person would find it hard. That's why we applaud these people that stand up for Israel, because unfortunately, even though it seems obviously you should stand up for something that's true, in a world of Hamas, in a world of moral depravity, just like Noah, Noah was able to discern what was right and was wrong. He was able to stand up for what was right. He was a man that was good. He was a man that didn't succumb to what everyone else was doing. And that's why we applaud Noah. He's outside it. He's one of us. He's one of us that are able to see what is right and what is wrong. And we see regular civilians standing up for Israel. We see, when we see regular people doing the right thing at this time, you are a Noah. You are a tzaddik in that sense. We applaud you and we are, because we know that because our world, even though it's so obvious, because we live in a world of such moral darkness, of such skewness, such anti-Semitism, of such hunger for Jewish blood spilt, and it seems so deafening. Their screams, gas the Jews, kill the Jews. It's so clear that this has nothing to do with anything but the murder of Jews and the devalidation of Jews to have their one indigenous homeland. At this moment, when you stand with Israel in a world that feels like it's all Hamas, all corrupt. And you say, I'm Israel Chai, I stand with Israel. No matter how much you will lose, you are exotic. Let's celebrate the regular people, the me and you, the people that have their flaws, the people that will have a drink of wine and make mistakes, the people that stand up for what is right, in the darkness, 
you are a tzaddik. Wishing you a beautiful Shabbos. May we see only light and hope and miracles and the release of all our hostages safely, healthily. And may we have a complete Yeshua. Wishing you a beautiful Shabbos.